0: Welcome to the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast, your prescription for specialty pharmacy success.
1: Hello and welcome to the CSI Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. I'm Andy Madigan. The coronavirus pandemic has brought a lot of attention to a very critical element of the healthcare delivery system. Critical, but not really talked about very much by most people. When people think of hospitals, they tend to think of emergency rooms and operating rooms. This topic is more likely to be discussed in the hospital boardrooms and supply rooms. The healthcare supply chain is something that is taken for granted. When it works, it's out of view, out of mind, not considered. When it's strained or malfunctions, it becomes a point of intense focus and attention. Today, we are joined by Ken Sear, the Senior Director of Supply Chain Consulting for CSI Specialty Group. Before we get to questions, I want to provide a little bit of information about our expert guest. Ken is the Senior Director of Supply Chain Consulting at CSI Specialty Group. Ken is a subject matter expert providing supply chain consulting services to acute and non-acute care hospitals and large hospital systems. Ken has more than 25 years of experience with supply chain operations and consulting. Ken Sear is a member of the Association for Healthcare Resource and Materials Management. He received a bachelor's degree in political science and business administration from the University of Wisconsin, Eau Claire. Ken, welcome to the program. Thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you so much, Andy. I'm very happy to be here today.
1: So jumping right in, given the recent attention to healthcare supply chain, what weaknesses or opportunities have you see that have emerged?
2: The main challenge with the healthcare supply chain that sets it aside or apart from a more traditional industrial retail supply chain is the healthcare supply chain does not have the ability to efficiently share information across the entire continuum of care. So, normally, the supply chain becomes a byproduct of an event, whether it be a sales event or a planning event, and all of the points of connection between what is being produced and what is being sold are seamless throughout the entire supply chain, but in healthcare, there is not a unique triggering event that shares information across the continuum. There are certain organizations that have done a great job building an infrastructure that supports a seamless integration of clinical activity and supply chain activity, but those systems are very rare and they are unique to very specialized clinical information systems. As a result of this, as a result of this disconnection, the healthcare supply chain is forced to react to something that has already occurred. So a case is scheduled, The case is performed, somebody takes an inventory of that, uh, the products and services and, that are used within that procedure, and the healthcare supply chain replenishes them. So they're always reacting and responding to something that has occurred. In a sense, that's like driving your car by looking at the rearview mirror. You cannot be proactive in your ability to schedule procurement activities around what could be happening. As we have seen through this pandemic, the consequences of the reactionary process, if you will, are being played out on a global scale. We have all heard the horror stories of shortages of supplies and people not having the the products, the basic products that they need to provide care to the patient, are unavailable. The other challenge is, is that the people that are providing this level of care do not have the information immediately available as to when they will receive the items that they need. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later, but there. The primary issue that we see played out as we look at the COVID-19 pandemic is that there is a lack of consistent information across the continuum of what is required to provide patient care.
1: Right. Integration seems to be a real key there. So Ken, I know you've been following these events both uh, nationally and internationally with a great deal of interest, obviously due to your expertise, have you seen any examples of some things that have been done right? Um, think creative adaptation or uh, mini crises that may have been averted. Are there examples that you can point to in that area?
2: Yes, the power of the healthcare supply chain resides in the unwavering commitment to the patient. So in in my career, as I have worked throughout several crises of different natures, whether it be hurricanes or shortages of critical supplies. My experience is that the healthcare supply chain personnel will sacrifice for the patient. They will place themselves at risk in order to help the clinicians provide the, provide the best care that they can to their patients. The the challenge has always been providing the clinician with with the supplies, goods, and services that they need when they need them at the right time and at the right place. Because the pandemic has created a disruption of the healthcare supply chain, healthcare personnel are forced to respond. We have people in the absence of masks and gowns have started to share. They have started to produce things internally that they need. They have started to work together as a group to help each other out. Now we are hearing stories of hospitals sharing their supplies and equipment within the state, even across state lines. We see care providers traveling to New York to help the the clinicians in New York provide the best care that they can. And it is this selfless devotion to others at times of crisis that define the quality of healthcare personnel. And we see this played out in the supply chain as people are stepping up to help provide the basic items that the clinicians need to provide care. Interestingly enough, my sister-in-law is a seamstress, works for a company that provides uniforms. Uh, she was furloughed. Um, recently as a result of the pandemic and and the effort for social distancing. And now she is making masks at her home and she is providing these to the hospitals locally. This is the kind of thing that the healthcare supply chain, in my experience, continues to rise to the challenge. Um, And they continue to provide this heroically without a desire to for self-gratification, they just do it because that's what the healthcare supply chain does.
1: All right. all right, so now talk about some things that maybe didn't go well or could have been averted with better planning.
2: As in most successful endeavors, preparation is the key. And although it is not possible to predict every eventuality, we have to learn from other catastrophes and apply that learning to similar events. I come from the Southeast, where every year we have to prepare for hurricane season. Every hospital prepares differently, but the common thread that connects them all is that they identify a list of items they will need to provide and determine the quantity needed to sustain their operations for a given period of time. Once that list is complete, we work with our suppliers and distributors to provide those resources before the hurricane hits. This is key. Everybody has to be aware what the potential need is so that they can build the supply line and the supply chain appropriately prior to the actual event happening. Although this approach does not easily translate the patient equipment per se, but it would help alleviate the critical shortages of the uh, personal protective equipment. So
1: what are some of the ways that the healthcare system uses informatics to gauge the effectiveness of the supply chain?
2: This is one of the areas of greatest change in the healthcare supply chain today. Um, traditionally, the healthcare supply chain monitors its effectiveness in terms of the overall operational productivity, efficiency, and effectiveness of their operations. We look at, for instance, lines per PO, inventory turns, cost of operations, contract management backwards, etc. But today, however, we are seeing a trend to measure the effectiveness of the supply chain function in terms of what is in the best interest of the patient. So as healthcare evolves to a patient-centric environment, the healthcare supply chain is embracing that evolution and measuring itself accordingly. The key... We are seeing that there's a spike in customer satisfaction scores, both internally and externally. The key will continue to be the comparison of the cost of providing care and the, at the clinical level to the clinical outcomes that are achieved. So this is the first time in the healthcare supply chain that we begin to associate the cost of a given procedure and the clinical outcome that was achieved as we start to standardize and measure those two variables, we are able to construct a supply chain that is based on the outcome as defined by the patient, instead of how well an individual department is performing.
1: Do you think that uh, healthcare leaders know the right questions to ask? You know, what are are some of the services that exist that might better inform the processes, like efficiency and, and cost savings? What should they be thinking about?
2: I believe that, yes, the healthcare leaders across the country are fully engaged in what I consider to be the evolution of supply chain operations. Um, When I started in the supply chain, it was a very tactical approach. It was very task oriented. We have to get these items to the clinicians at this time. And that will always be the, the first priority. We have to meet that need. However, most of the calls that I received today from healthcare leadership is they are asking what we can do to help them understand what they need to do to help the supply chain become more involved in strategic decisions. So as reimbursement has changed, as that reimbursement model has changed over time, we have seen an increase in CFOs and CEOs of hospitals, large and small, asking us, how do you assess the quality and effectiveness of my supply chain? And what do I need to do to move beyond a tactical approach to have the supply chain be involved in strategic decisions and discussions at the C-level? And I think that trend has taken a great direction, and I see that trend continuing.
1: What are some of the key features that group purchasing organizations and consultants in the in the supply chain realm offer to clients? What are some of the key elements of information that that would would assist clients to make informed decisions?
2: I, I think there are three major groupings. I think one is cost reduction or line item pricing. I think the GPOs, have a tremendous opportunity to look at line item price, especially around physician preference items or PPI. This continues to be a major initiative that we deal with every day. Um, Am I getting the best price? Am I getting the best results? How's my utilization? Anything that is driven at that level of physician involvement, has the opportunity to be discussed out in the open. And as we begin the shift from, to a patient-centric environment, those discussions become very substantive. So the first, I think, most important aspect is line-up pricing. The second most important offering is value analysis. We are seeing a spike in interest in establishing and maintaining a very viable value analysis program. How do we do that? How do we take very emotional discussions and provide an infrastructure that'll support subjective decision-making? It's a process that involves the entire organization and is the process involved in uh, who supports it, who governs it, how is the analysis done, how are the results achieved, and how are they communicated? And then most importantly, how are they monitored? So value analysis probably one of the main areas that we are contacted on, on a regular basis. And finally, process improvement. What are the key attributes of the healthcare supply chain? Um, Obviously we have procurement and inventory and receiving and distribution. We have um, customer service. We have an entire spectrum of elements that are assessed in terms of their overall quality the effectiveness of their operation the financial impact of their operation and the productivity of that system so as you look at the three major components you're looking at a very comprehensive look at line item pricing and then we value analysis is used to determine what items are purchased and how we're going to consolidate those to capture efficiencies of scale And then how do we optimize the process so that the work that is being done is consistent with the overall financial um, opportunity that supply chain can provide to the organization?
1: Ken, what do you think the United States supply chain looks like five years from now?
2: I I think about this a lot. Um, I hope that this uh, COVID-19, this pandemic, is a wake-up call for the healthcare supply chain. Healthcare supply chain has always struggled, as I mentioned, to evolve into a strategic resource to the organization. So I hope that we are able to use this as an opportunity to demonstrate the value of a fully integrated healthcare supply chain. I would expect in the next five years to see an expanded use of qualitative data to govern supply chain processes. I think this is beginning to happen, and I hope that this will continue to improve. I hope to see the development of a national database to inform hospitals about the availability of supplies. Uh, one of the things that is the most frustrating, we hear it every day, is they don't, healthcare organizations do not know where the supplies are, when they're gonna get them, and when we can continue to get, to, to, provide top care to our patients. A national database of information as to where these items are, who's distributing them, and when they'll be available would be critical to alleviate those kinds of anxieties. I would like to see the continued expansion of supply chain professional networks to share information and supplies at a moment's notice. So ARM does a great job at providing a great networking opportunity for all of us in the healthcare supply chain. It is great to see that individuals and groups of healthcare providers and supply chain professionals are starting to share that information and share supplies across the country. This is the foundation of what we build when we build a fully integrated healthcare supply chain. And I see this would be critical in providing the kinds of buffers that we will need if we ever face this kind of situation again. And I also think the last thing would be a continued development of an, expand, of an expanded supply lines capable of sharing goods and services globally as the spread of clinical incidents exceed containment. And what I mean by that is we need to start thinking about how do we initiate the healthcare supply chain when we get the first inkling that something is about to happen. So we know the hurricane season is happening and we start to get ready prior to the hurricane season so it doesn't catch us by surprise. So I wonder what would have happened if we had an integrated global supply chain for healthcare products when we heard the first rumblings out of China. What could we have done differently? I think the critical piece in all of this is that we have to be more conscious of the data that's available and using that data to make informed decisions. I would hope that we are able to develop in the next five years and expand its sp- supply lines capable of sharing goods and services globally as the spread of clinical incidents exceeds the ability to contain them. And what I mean by that is um, we need to be able to process the, uh, the availability of supplies prior to the event. So, for an example, in the Southeast, we know when hurricane season is coming, We always prepare for hurricanes prior to the hurricane season being upon us so that if a hurricane does develop out in the Atlantic or in the Pacific, that we are able to initiate those um, contingencies prior to the hurricane event happening in your area. So I, I ask myself, what would have happened if we had a fully integrated healthcare supply chain in place when we got the first rumblings uh, of China, would we have been able to respond appropriately by providing goods and services that they needed on a global scale to stem the outbreak of this virus prior to it being uh, contained? So as as I look at the future, the, the main challenge will be accessing data on a global scale so we can plan for treatment Plan for supplies and plan for lo- for global logistics as a way of fortifying the healthcare supply chain.
1: So, Kent, if you had the opportunity to go back to early 2019, informed with the knowledge that a pandemic like this was imminent in the fall, what advice would you give to healthcare executives and policymakers about preparedness? What specific actions could we have taken to make us better prepared for what we've all encountered?
2: I think the challenge will always be to create the inertia for change prior to the need for change. Um, People do not tend to proactively respond to proposed events prior to it becoming absolutely necessary to respond. It's It's just a natural part of the supply chain. When we work with a reactive, healthcare supply chain, it prevents us, or inhibits us, from really reaching out beyond what we know today, and and to plan effectively for something of this scale. It is critical, however, to prepare to respond to events in a world that shares information instantaneously. My advice would be to establish and maintain supply chain relationships that can respond to critical events before the quality of that response is called into question. We have all seen the effects of fear and what it does to the population. And we also have all seen the resistance to redefine what we consider normal. There's always an inertia to stay where you are until you're forced to do something else. We have also seen, however, how enlightened leaders can instill calm and resolved by honest and effective communication designed to tap into that which is best in all of us. It is that commitment to honest communication, good or bad, that inspires all of us. So my advice would be, as I said before, prepare for the eventuality and then have honest and open communication as to how we are responding as these things develop. It is my experience that once people understand what is happening and they understand that there's credibility and we can believe that people will respond in a way that helps everybody to get through this together.
1: Good point to leave on, because that is about all the time we have today. So I want to thank you, Ken, very much for, for joining us. And hopefully you can come and, and visit again in the not too distant future. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in to the CSI Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I also encourage you to visit our webpage, csigroup.net, and download your free copy of the 2019 State of Specialty Pharmacy Report. You can also keep up with us on social media by following CSI Specialty Group on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. CSI Specialty Group is a subsidiary of group purchasing organization, Entelair. CSI expands Entelair's suite of solutions to healthcare providers, health systems, pharmacies, and pharmaceutical partners. Entelair is owned by Intermountain Healthcare, a leading healthcare system based in Salt Lake City, Utah. CSI supports our parent organization's vision of providing tailored, smart solutions to help deliver superior services at an affordable cost. You've been listening to the CSI Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. Until next time, good day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Specialty Pharmacy Podcast. If there's anything we mentioned in today's show you missed, don't worry. We take the show notes for you at csigroup.net slash podcast. If you're not already a subscriber, please consider pressing the subscribe button on our podcast player so you never miss one of our future episodes. And if you haven't given us a rating or a review on iTunes yet, please find a spare minute and help us reach and educate even more of our specialty pharmacy peers. The Specialty Pharmacy Podcast is a production of CSI specialty group your go-to firm for all things specialty pharmacy thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time doctor's orders